This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 9th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Certificate of need laws harm consumers, and for people who have special needs when it comes to child care, the stakes are pretty high. Anastasia Bowden is an attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation. We talked about the galling claims made by the state of Louisiana in preventing one woman from providing child care for families of special needs kids. Certificate of need laws... I've said this many, many times. Careful listeners of this podcast will feel bored by my repetition of this claim, which is uh, when you explain it to somebody, they say, no, that's not how it works. It's just like civil forfeiture or qualified immunity or any number of other uh, uh, regimes uh, within government. But once you do explain it, where it, it is practically and for all intents and purposes allows existing businesses to get together and say, no, you don't, you don't get to open your business. Repercussions in various sectors of the economy, uh, it, most notably within the uh, context of the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of states relaxed their regulations. Uh, we're still, I'm still waiting to see whether a lot of those regulations are going to come back. Uh, but what has happened in Louisiana? Yeah, Louisiana has its own version of a certificate of need. It's called facility need review. And so, as you said, this is a really special type of occupational license. It's not your average uh, license that relates in any way or even purports to relate in any way to health or safety. It simply makes entrepreneurs prove that their business is, quote, needed. That is, they have to prove to a bureaucrat, to the satisfaction of a bureaucrat, that another business is needed. Well, what does that mean? Um, and what we found is that it's actually pretty arbitrary. It's just a couple people deciding on a whim whether they think a new business is necessary and not at all allowing consumers to choose. And it's really, really terrible, as you said, because our client, Louisiana, wants to provide care services to special needs families. And uh, I mean, you can just imagine the the havoc it's wreaking on these communities where kids who need help and Parents who need a break, frankly, sometimes cannot get it. And our client actually told us that there was a situation where um, because a parent, a foster parent could not get access to respite care, the kid actually ended up going back to the state. So that's what happens when there's not enough choice um, in a state. What is happening in Louisiana? So Louisiana has what's called facility need review. It's it's like a certificate of need, um, except it actually doesn't have a competitor's veto aspect to it. So it's a little bit different. Instead, rather than in the typical certificate of need, uh, where entrepreneurs have to prove that they're, quote, needed before they can start up, the government essentially defers to the existing businesses and says, what do you think, existing businesses? And and as you know, the existing businesses always say, no, we don't think another business is needed because they don't want any competition. Here, there's no competitor's veto aspect, but I don't know if that's better or worse because, frankly, it's just a bureaucrat sitting up there deciding whether they have arbitrarily determined whether a new business is needed. And the result was to deny our uh, client, Ursula Newell Davis, the ability to provide uh, care for special needs families in Louisiana. And I just think it's it's really tragic and a shame. So with respect, this is not normal daycare. Right. It is not like daycare. Uh, it's, it's a special type of care for children with disabilities. And so as a parent to a special needs child herself, Ursula is very passionate about not only giving these children 
quality care and teaching them skills that they can be independent and successful. Um, she's a social worker, so she's encountered uh, children who don't have care and get left alone. And because they don't necessarily have the skills to take care of themselves, they very often don't complete their homework. They don't bathe themselves. They don't prepare themselves food. And they get teased at school. And she's she's very sensitive to this. So she wants to provide care. But she's also, as a mother to a special needs child, passionate about giving the parents a break because she knows the toll that it takes on parents. So she really sees this need in her own community. She thinks that a new business is needed. Um, but apparently Louisiana bureaucrats do not. And it's interesting because uh, if you have uh, customers who believe that this is valuable and they want to take advantage of this service and there she is ready to provide it, there shouldn't be some outside entity that is able to say, no, you can't do this unless it's a contract for hire murder operation. <laughs> um, so well, I guess what is the basis for the state saying we're going to determine the number of these kinds of businesses that exist? Yeah. And you're right. To be clear, it is just a pure numbers game. They only look at the number. And so, so it is not looking at maybe people want different types of care, or as Ursula said, they want her clients want her because they know her and entrusting your child's care to somebody is a very personal decision. And so uh, they don't want just another number, another person down the street. They want her. So it doesn't matter if there's a certain number of people in Louisiana. It's about choice. But in any event, Louisiana has responded that the reason that they have this law is because they couldn't possibly license more people because they simply just don't have the resources. This is a statement that the agency made. This is the the defense they've come up with in litigation, is they are arguing that it is perfectly rational to deprive consumers of choice, to deprive special needs families of access to care, choice of care, to deprive Ursula Newell Davis of her fundamental right to earn a living in this very important industry, simply because they don't have enough resources to regulate her. Um, and I, I've never heard that one before. That's a new one. I do a lot of certificate of need cases. This is uh, the first time I've heard that. And um, normally, states argue what? I mean, that, that seems like a pretty galling thing to admit in public, which is, well, we can't properly regulate the number of, of uh, these providers of this service, so we're just not going to allow any new ones. Yeah. What, what, do, what do states usually argue? Yeah, I think it's really a statement about uh, the sad state of economic liberty in our constitutional order that that Louisiana knows that judges just do not really care about the right to earn a living compared to other constitutional rights. So they can really get away with anything. They can say this and they might actually win the case. But typically the government tries a little bit harder. It depends on the industry. In the healthcare industry, very often the government will argue that it is increasing access uh, to care by making these businesses prove need. That's ensuring access. It's a very bizarre counterintuitive argument that you can increase access and ensure access by decreasing access. Um, but purportedly, if you have too many businesses, uh, one of two things will happen. Either they will all run themselves out of town because there's too much competition and then it becomes dog eat dog and then everybody disappears. I mean, we know this isn't right. This is just basic economics. Um, or in the healthcare industry, they sometimes say that these businesses are going to build expensive facilities or they're going to purchase expensive equipment and then there won't be enough demand because there's too much supply. And so they're going to start charging their consumers more or engaging in unnecessary services to make up 
their investment into profit. And so in order to prevent all of this nonsense that would never happen, uh, they need to be the regulators of how many people are in business. So what is it? I mean, the implication here is that uh, if, a, if a state is arguing that they're purely looking at numbers, they're not really looking at the variety of options within those numbers or of the numbers that they're not going to approve. Uh, they're essentially saying that consumer choice ought to be limited. They don't see it as a value. They, I mean, they explicitly say that, you know, we asked, we've asked them this, what is your purpose? Um, are you trying to increase the quality of care? Are you trying to increase people's access? Do you think that's a value? And the answer is no. We think pure and simple, we have to ensure that there are a certain number and that we have the resources to regulate that number. And if we don't regulate them, they say they're necessarily going to be you know, terrible and have poor quality, which is very amusing because if you look at it, complaints have consistently gone up since this program has been instituted. It, and the other implication is that if we, the agency, lack the resources to regulate uh, a larger number of, or I should say, the degree to which consumers may have choice in this arena is a function of our budget. Absolutely. Pure and simple. And I mean, you think about that in the context of anything else, could they limit how many people get driver's licenses because they don't have enough people to police the highway or whatnot? It's just absurd. It makes no sense. Or the road maintenance crew would not be able to handle uh, this, this number of drivers. Right. So they're going to do a lottery for driver's license or something because that's effectively what this is. You know. What are you asking the court to do? Well, we're asking the court to strike down uh, the facility need review uh, in the context of respite care on the theory that... This in no way benefits the public. It does not increase quality of care. And in fact, they don't even purport to say that they're trying to increase quality of care, but it doesn't. And the data shows that these types of laws harm consumers. Um, it does not ensure adequacy or that there's a, a, a certain good number because it creates shortages. Um, and frankly, just the state doesn't have any interest in administrative convenience. That's per se unconstitutional. Therefore, the law is nothing but an arbitrary restriction of liberty and it violates due process. Anastasia Bowden is an attorney at the Pacific Legal Foundation. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 